podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Desmond fakes a handoff right to the right. He's got all sorts of room to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Hello, listeners, new and old. Welcome back to your favorite Bearcats podcast, Viva La Cats, proudly presented by the Big 12's premier podcasting group, the 1012 Network. I am your host, Steve Maurer, accompanied by my great friend, Justin Hiles, and we are here to bring you the very best of the Bearcats in our standard off-season. Uh, we, well, we're in the off-season right now, but it's weekly previews and our during-season post-game coverage on Twitter spaces. Uh, but right now, it's the off-season, and Justin's in a car. So, Justin, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad that uh, the intro that we have very scripted is still just as confusing for you, even when I'm not reading it. Uh, that's that's always good because that means that clearly we need to rewrite for this for the summer. But I think it's kind of a bit now, so it works and it sticks. I'm yeah. doing good. I am on the road to the one and the only Cincinnati uh, coming up from Nashville. We've tried to fit this in all week, and we both just kind of got busy, and Steve's going on vacation. I'm going to be in the city for the weekend, so it's going to be a little bit of a hullabaloo, but there's a lot that's happening lately, so figured we'd just get it out of the way. Yeah, you're going to be visiting uh, Lisa Brandon's burner account for his bachelor party, so that's going to be yes. a lot of fun. Yes, very excited for that. Yeah, he he was dead on, by the way, by with uh, the contract and everything, so he you know, Hey, maybe he does have burners in the walls and maybe he's listening to stuff. So shout out to him. Congratulations on the bachelor party, buddy. Have some fun this weekend, Justin, but first let's break down some of the news from Bearcat land this weekend. I don't want to steal a topic, but uh, from our friends at new heights, but there is some new news happening in Bearcat country this week. Justin, we have not recorded a podcast since the one, the only Aziz Bandego. Made his commitment to Cincinnati. Wes Miller gets his crowning jewel in the seven-foot transfer from Utah Valley who put up a pretty damn good double-double against the Bearcats to knock them out of the NIT this past season. Uh, and he will join that vaunted front court of Jameel Reynolds, Odio Guama, and Victor Lockin this upcoming season for the Bearcats. Justin, what are your thoughts on the Bearcats securing the commitment from transfer big man Aziz Bandego. It's uh it's it's real nice. Let's put it that way. I think ultimately this this transfer is gonna end up being one of the most impactful transfers we've had to this school. Uh I would like to say since David DeJulius, obviously he's coming straight out of uh Cincinnati this season, but I think he's going to have that level of impact, honestly. It, it's his size, his presence, his athleticism, his ability to just get up there and block a ball, his ability to defend and like and just create on offense like all over the board. I think that he is going to be so, so pivotal for the Bearcats. 
and I'm really excited. Like it's, I think, like I said, I think that he's going to go down as one of the best transfers that the Bearcats have ever had. And it ultimately, you know, it just, we'll see what happens, but that size and length is something that this team has been missing. And as well for a three and D type of team, uh, who's going to live and die by the three to now have another big option down low uh, to feed it into. If Vic is starting, if Jamil Reynolds is starting, however that whole thing goes, um, that that trio there is going to be crucial to the success of this team. And like I said, I think it's going to draw a lot of attention down to them away from the three-point line and having guys like Frederick, having guys like Kukosius, all these guys that we can just – depend on as a knockdown shooter i i think the sky's the limit it, it's it feels like a very uh unc a duke an, an, an arizona type build where you've just got the length you've got the size and now you just gotta hope everything just works together yes uh unc duke arizona and cincinnati for historical b- basketball programs often mentioned together um yes. <laughs> uh, to be serious though justin um you talked a lot about the offense and I do appreciate that point of view. I think that's a great point, but man, the rim protection that Aziz Bandego can bring to us. How many times over the past four years have we just been incredibly frustrated by other teams just driving in, getting easy layups right at the rim and, you know, killing a run or prolonging one of their own runs, really taking the Bearcats out of games, not anymore with Aziz Bandego. And I think just having just seeing what we saw against him when he was playing against the Bearcats uh, for Utah Valley, just how great he was on the defensive end. And he, if he can just bring some of that and maybe even a little bit more, I think the Bearcats can really use him to play a great defensive style in the Big 12. Because obviously, you're right, Justin, they're going to want to play in three and D, they're going to want to score, live by the three, die by the three. But you, any easy bucket that gets taken away from opponents is a good thing for Cincinnati. And if they have to drag games down into a 50, 60 point like rock fight that we're all too used to, I think that's there. You have an option to say, okay, we're prepared for that, that event just because we have an Aziz Bandago. We have Jamil Reynolds. We have defenders. We don't just have Victor Locken, who's not known for his defense. We have two solidified guys down there down low that can really like i said protect the rim get rebounds and restart the offense and if we can get out in the transition faster with those rebounds that's only gonna help this team even more get easy buckets justin the the i think the key this year is just going to be easy buckets get them where you can really try to run and gun and transition or get easy threes just because again it's going to be hard this year it's going to be tough for the bearcats in their first year in the big 12 but Aziz Bandego, he helps in every facet of the game. Absolutely. And I, I want to jump in on that, too, because you mentioned, uh, I think we both kind of mentioned the pairing of Jamil Reynolds and Aziz Bandego. Like, between the two of them, add in the Victor Locken aspect, it's going to be really, really cool to see all how all that plays out. Um, and honestly, like, I think there's competition between all that. Like, I wouldn't see why Vic could not keep up with those guys. He was the best player on our team last year, I'd I'd argue that that is the case. I don't know if every, everybody would agree with that, but I think as far as impact, plus minus, like everything on around the board, like Vic could do it all. And that was the kind of player that we needed. And we begged and begged for years. We wanted that, like, we, we wanted that Yancey Gates type player where he's just going to go down and bully. 
And like Vic is, Vic was not able to bully you. He could definitely move around you. He could create some space. He was very good under the rim. And I think that the progress is there. But being able to then bolster that roster with Aziz, with Jamil, I think both of those guys just have the size and length that they really can just get up under you and bully. And I, especially Jamil, too. I don't think we've talked enough about him. I think we've talked so much about you know some of these other recruits. And it's it's easy, too, when we've got so many guys coming in the door. But I think Jamil's going to be huge. I mean, it's, we look at that the same way. I think, you know, his experience where he's been uh, in and around the American, we'll see how that translates. Uh, same goes for Aziz, too, in, in Utah State. It's going to be a big jump in competition playing in the Big 12 week to week. But ultimately, like, that's the kind of build that you need to be able to compete in the Big 12. So having those guys together, being able to get, you know, under people's skin and being able to other options when the three-point shot is not working is so so important and we lacked that last year like when we didn't have the three-point shot we couldn't buy a bucket like it was just not working but when that when the three-point shot was hot we were on fire so i think just being able to diversify your offensive game being able to diversify your defensive approach with the size and length that these guys have i think is just gonna it's gonna Competition-wise, when we're playing in the Big 12, it's going to be a lot harder. So we'll see. You know, I think I think it's one of those things where we can think about the impact of these guys at the, like, American level and be like, wow, this team's going to change overnight. But I don't know if it'll necessarily feel like that either. I think once we get to the Big 12, the style of play will change, but I don't know if necessarily it's going to feel like that exponential jump when we play those guys. But when we play those ex- – when we, when we play, like, a uh, – uh, I don't know, the Miami, Ohio's of the world. When we play a lot of these other, like, G5s. Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy's of the world. That's You're going to feel that. It's going to be a lot pacier. It's going to be a lot more dominant. And the Bearcats are just going to outplay a lot of these teams. I think that's where you'll really see that impact. But it's going to hurt when Big 12 season comes around. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. You're definitely right. And, you know, speaking of all that size and length, I did just want to add real quick that, you know, Jamil Reynolds, like he adds another depth piece to us just because, you know, when Victor Lockin went down last year, obviously Odie uh, became uh, evolved to a new level during that Tulane game, but he kind of regressed back to his regular season form. Yep. And you saw the Bearcats post-production slip a little bit. But if you can have maintained success in 2023, 2024 from Jamil Reynolds, Victor Lockin, Odie Oguama, and Aziz Bandego, and then in the 2024-2025 season, once you get our new man, Tyler McKinley, hometown hero, committed to the Bearcats this past week. ESPN top 100 recruit, four-star recruit, becomes the first official commit for the West Miller group in the class of 2024. And he is already recruiting other players, uh, notably Jace Richardson, to come to Cincinnati as well. Um, he's going to mo- most likely play the four in college. He's played a lot of center in high school so far. Uh, started his career at Walnut Hills, but then moved up to Link Academy in Missouri, and he will be coming back to the city for 2024. Justin, Tyler McKinley is a Bearcat. Give me your thoughts. Honestly, more of the same. I mean, it's it's the same conversation where it's like, all right, you're finally seeing, 
you're, you're seeing that that size and length and not only the size and length i think those are just like those are attributes those are things that are just god-given attributes but the actual the 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 pure talent level of what's coming in is so incredibly night and day different than what we've had and that's no knack like no knock on the guys that we've had i mean we've had some quality players but at the same time this jump it, I, I think it's one of those things where you need to look at the baseline of what's coming in versus the baseline of what was coming in. That that ability to grow in the potential and that ceiling, I think, is so much higher for a lot of these guys because of just how good they are coming out of high school. It's one of those things, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly where the quote comes from, but uh, stars matter. You know, it's one of those things where, like, when you can recruit these guys, it really makes a difference at the end of the day because they have a level of ability to play that that you would expect out of these collegiate players to dominate when it comes to any other conference. So when they jump into the Big 12, they should be able to be playing up to speed. You're not going to call out one individual player or two individual players, but as a team, when you have a makeup that's this level of quality – and it's going to continue on that path, there's no reason why Cincinnati should not be in the tournament every year, should not be in the conversation every year to be in the tournament and to make a run, to make that Sweet 16 run. That quality of player is exactly what we've been missing. I think the pieces have been there. Wes Miller has clear hats off to you, Wes. It, it's, it's incredible the amount of talent that this guy has been able to bring in such a small period of time. We complained for so long under Mick. We complained. Brandon, I think, tried, but of course, Brandon's a different conversation altogether. But especially with Mick, for so many years, we are like, there's talent out there to grab. Like, you can get it. Just go do it. People want to play for Cincinnati. Granted, it was different. It's harder to recruit into the American. The Big 12 is just a big ticket. Now you got the Jordan part of it, too, to really, you know, bolster your conversation. But then on top of all of that, being able to get these guys in the door, like you said earlier, these guys recruit other guys into the door. This opens that door even further just by getting these recruits. Why do you think it's so easy to get guys at Duke? Of course, there's, you know, there's sponsorships. There's, you know, the scholarships. Playing for a historic university like Duke that's full of champions, has great coaching history, has a great coach now, had a, one of the most legendary coaches in college basketball ever. So it's easy to recruit for places like that. But when it comes to Cincinnati – you got to try a little harder. And so when you get these guys in, I think it just makes that conversation easier because you can say, you're not only going to play for Cincinnati with X, Y, and Z as all the benefits of that and your potential career after, but you're also going to be uplifted by a lot of these guys who are going to compete with you and are more or just as talented as you. And that will drive you to become a better player. I don't think there's anything that could possibly be a better pitch than all of the stuff that's on the board now that literally did not exist last offseason. It's crazy. It is night and Hell day yeah. different. Hell yeah. Justin, uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, I want to touch on a few things because I I do completely agree with your point with Wes Miller. And I think this is just what we've wanted all along ever since that guy who coaches at West Virginia, who uh, shall not be named, used to coach in Cincinnati, just to bring that top-level talent back to make us more competitive. And I'm going to push yep. back on you, Justin, about the American. 
Kelvin Sampson recruited to the American, Penny Hardaway recruited to the American, Greg Marshall recruited, like all these guys recruited to the American. And I, 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 you know, Mick, we, we don't have to talk about him, but I just feel like he recruited to his style and there was, you know, and so, but right now Wes is doing a lot of things. He's getting in on top 100 players. Justin, other than Gory Shadunga, we're in the top four of seven other players in the two, two, four, seven top 100 for the 2024 class seven, Justin, that's like pardon my French. That is fucking ridiculous. Yes. It is insane. Yes. Insane. We have never sniffed this opportunity and to be in the conversation at all is just, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It just feels so good. Yeah. And so uh, another thing, Justin, this program is known for its big men. I think personally that we are a big man program. You think of all the names and we don't have enough time to bring up all of the names, but if you're a basketball, since I a basketball fan, you know them by heart, obviously Kenyon Martin, Danny Fortson, Gary Clark. There's so many other big men names, Jason Maxiel, Eric Hicks, that Herb Jones, like there's just all these dudes that you think of over the last 30 plus years of Cincinnati basketball that you're like, okay, yeah, these are the foundations of our program. And obviously guard play wins in the NCAA tournament. And I think we can also convince guards to come to Cincinnati just with West Miller's recruiting pitch right now. I mean, he just got Dizzle James and Rayvon Griffith. Like Griffith is probably more of a small forward, but this is a big man program. Uh, and I've been pushing for it for years that, you know, a, program like Cincinnati that prides itself on having those big names should be going out and being one of the top big men programs in the country. And this is a sign by getting Ben Dago, by getting Reynolds and by recruiting Tyler McKinley and Sage Tolentino too. We're trying to get back to that big man program mentality. And obviously, you know, the, the game's changed a little bit. The, the big men just can't sit in the paint anymore. They need to be more agile, run the pick and roll, move out, maybe take a three every now and then. But, you know, the, this is what this program has historically been built on. And also, I think it's funny too, the, Justin, that with this commit, Xavier fans lost out on Tyler McKinley because he chose the Bearcats over Xavier, Ohio State, and a, a, a Michigan State, and a few others. And Alabama. Yeah. Alabama's the, no slouch right now either. Yeah, Wes and Nate and Nate Oates have been going back and forth for recruits. So um, finally, we got one over Nate Oates, but he'll probably just say he's going on to the next bigger one or whatever. But anyway, it great gave me such great joy, Justin, to see those little X fans on their little forum talk about how Wes Wooden uh, is not as you know just recruiting players to a a worse team, a worse conference. Just admit that our coach is cooler than yours. You know, <laughs> our our Miller gobbles more than your Miller. Okay, like we <laughs> talked about it with the Raw Blob Pod guys. Like our guy's cooler. I don't know what to say. He's younger. He's hipper. He's cooler. Shout out Brett Yormark. Uh, but I just Justin, this was just a huge moment for again this basketball team. And uh, shout out to Coach Satterfield. By the way, I am wearing a visor. Thanks to all of you who are watching the YouTube. If you're not, get on that. You'll be able to see Justin drive through the lovely. Justin, are you in Tennessee right now? Or are you in Kentucky? I'm in the. We're in the foothills of Kentucky. Okay, you'll About be able to see my of... beautiful visor and uh, in Justin drive through the beautiful foothills of rolling foothills of Kentucky. Anyway, <laughs> back to it. I, you know, shout out to Satterfield, but I think the buzz right now is around this basketball team, Justin. Like, 
And that's the first time since Luke Fickle really took over with the football program that the buzz has really been around the basketball team. And even though, you know, obviously there was the top five year after after that year, it really kind of shifted towards football because football really took over after that. But right now, I think basketball has a little bit more buzz around it. That's uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be hard pressed on that one, but I think it's. I don't disagree with you. I think that there's, it's right now, July or June is a really hard point for anybody to just be like, oh football, let's go, like nothing happens for football in June. Like if until we get to like camp higher ground and start getting movement there, I think it's going to be tough. But you know. I think I think you're right in a way. Like I, I'd say it's fairly equal personally. Like I think the recruiting moves on the football end, the recruiting moves on the basketball end. I think the benefit of the Nike Jordan sponsor, well, <laughs> BSN, whatever the fuck. It's however you want to go about that. The fact that we're wearing the Jumpman logo, that we're wearing the swoosh, the fact that all of that is there. There's so much newness around Cincinnati. Like, I think this is just a season that we haven't really felt in a while. Like, I mean, basketball, it's like, all right, you know, cool. Like, we're getting some here and there. Some guys in over the off. The summer is honestly been fairly quiet. Up until this year, I mean, now there's just a lot of juice on both ends. Yep. And it's one of those things where we're going to see how all this pans out. I'd also like to just shout out for women's basketball, too. They're going to have a lot of juice around them. you got a new coach. you got that sponsorship. You're going to the Big 12. There's going to be expected level of competition there that's going to increase. You've got a winning coach there. I, I think there's a lot of movement there as well. Um, you know, and on, I don't know if you've got this on the rundown uh, with Guggens, too. I think this is going to be an interesting transition now uh, with Guggens out the door. Um We'll, we'll see how this pans out too, but you know, baseball is another, you know, interesting one for the big 12 too. Like everything's going to be jumping up. And right now it's just, it, it feels good to be a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. And yeah. at the end of the day, you know, if it's, if we, no matter what happens, even if we're not winning in the way that we expect this, there's so much progress and so much momentum for this whole athletic department that, it's you cannot deny that you can't forget about that when fall comes around when winter comes around if we if we struggle you just got to remember that it's going to take time but yeah. ultimately we're in so much better of a place right now and it's crazy to think we're in a better place right now than we were last year with west miller and with luke fickle yeah like i mean at the end of the day like i really think we are some yeah. call me crazy for that but i think we're in a better place with scott satterfield right now in the off season that we felt that we were last year. I, Justin, I'm going to clip that because that is a hot take and I'm going to post it and see what the internet thinks real quick though. We'll wrap up with some topics here. Uh, like you said, uh, Scott Guggins did resign after the end of the baseball season. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a scandal. Uh, we don't really need to get into that too much, you know, um, but uh, so we will be on, we are searching for a new baseball coach. The rumors swirling around that it is possibly someone that is still coaching in the NCAA baseball tournament this weekend. So uh, if you've got some time there, Bearcat Nation, maybe watch some of those games, maybe take a guess on who it is. But, um, you know, shout out to Coach Guggins, brought us to our first NCAA regional appearance in over 40 years. 
uh, he just wasn't able to, I really think the 2020 season really kind of hurt him. Uh, wasn't really able to get much going after that, but you know, we will thank him forever for having, getting us that one magical run in 2019 and for that win over Oregon state. So uh, shout out to Googs. Good luck in the rest of your future, but uh, Justin six coaching changes for the Bearcats in all sports this, this past past year. So uh, there is a lot of change coming, but you know, with the big 12, Justin, I texted you this and I I'm, feel free to share. It. I, I feel fine to share it now. I was like, you know, I kind of wonder if Cunningham's just going to fire somebody just because he's got the money now. And look, he fired like four people and then two people left on their own volition. Uh, so, but like, he's like, okay, I got the trigger finger. I'm going to let it fly right now, baby. Yeah. So shout out to Cunningham. Um, I do think he is better than the former AD that we had. Um, some recent news about him that we I really don't want to talk about because it's all bad and he sucks. Um, but I do think that Cunningham has been great for this university. Um, Justin, any quick thoughts on John Cunningham and how beautiful he is? I Yeah, I mean, just jumping on that. Cunningham honestly has transformed a lot of this process for us. And I, I think... Granted, he came in at the right time. I think there was a, you know, big benefit to being able to join alongside the Bearcats right as they're on their climb to the college football playoff. But I think at the same time, like Cunningham really, he's been, I mean, he's been working the pen, man. He's been figuring out all these deals. He's been figuring out every single new coach that's come in here. So far, everything's been good. There's been nothing to, you know, like it's, (laughs) there's nothing that's like, glaringly like there's no like glaring issues right now on any on any end i think you know some of those may start to show themselves in the big 12 but so far everything for cunningham looks to be looking up and and i don't see how there's any downside to anything that he's really done so far i mean on top of that we've got the indoor practice facility we've got the jordan nike deal we've got these new coaches who are bringing an incredible level of talent We've got the big 12, like all of that at the end of the day, that all goes through the AD. You've got to get that shit figured out. And at the end of the day, like he's done it. And yeah. so I, I have nothing but high praise for him right now because there, I, I feel very high on the Bearcats on this Friday afternoon on the road when I've got nothing to do, but talk about them. But I mean, at the end of the day, this is, there's, there's a lot of things looking up and it's just, like I said, we're going to have to see how it pans out. You know, it's always good to pump the brakes on the uh on the emotions especially during the off season because it is just so stagnant um but i i think like i said before i think we've kind of we've kind of just been like all right like there's there's something happening but now it feels like there's just genuinely positive momentum i don't think anybody's unhappy and i think on top of that like you know not to stray away from the bearcats here at all but like you've also got the reds who are just figuring stuff out right now you got FC Cincinnati, who's on the top of the MLS. You have the Bengals, who are basically on the top of the NFL. Like, everything is going good right now. Like, there, there are no complaints if you are a fan of Cincinnati sports. And that is something that I have not been able to say for my entire lifetime. There's Back always been – there's one that's carrying the load for everybody else. For a long time, it was the Bearcats. You know, then for, you know, this little spurt, you know, I wouldn't even say the Bengals have really even got the chance to do that because I think they've been working together. But the Bengals carrying the load, the Reds, if they figure it out, they figure it out great. But like, 
FC Cincinnati now is like leading the charge too. Like everything is just going for going straight down the line. And that is ultimately as a Cincinnati sports fan, the best thing that you can ask for is that everything's succeeding. Even if you don't win everything, win the championships and win the trophies at the end of the day, you can remember a point in time when everything was clicking. I can't say that ever for my entire life. And I hit in a month, I hit a quarter century. That's sad. That's scary. And I hit a quarter century, and I can't say that one goddamn time. But here we are. Everything's looking up. Justin, I think we should just end the podcast right there. That was a beautiful message for all of us on this Friday that we were recording for this beautiful weekend for all of Bearcats Nation. Justin, that is definitely getting clipped, and we're putting that out there. <laughs> it is a beautiful time to be a Bearcat sports fan. It's a beautiful time to be a Cincinnati sports fan. It's a beautiful time for the world. It's summer right now. Everything's just yes, wonderful. Sir. I'm going on vacation. Justin is going to a bachelor party. Everything's looking up right now. So as long as everything's still looking up in two weeks, I think we're all good. So, But Justin, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me on your drive up. Please enjoy your weekend. Please say hello to the beautiful city of Cincinnati for me. Have some Skyline Chili, maybe a Rheingeist spear, uh, maybe a Cincy, well, not Cincy Light yet, but when we go back, we'll have to try some Cincy Light. I'm going up I'm going up next month, so I will be trying Cincy Light when I'm there. So. There we go. Okay. I yeah. love it. I'll be, I'll be in town in August. We're bo uh, booking the flight soon, so I'm looking forward to it. For Justin, I am Stephen Maurer. This has been Viva the Cats. Remember, you can go to homefield.com, shop Homefield Apparel, use the co promo code VIVA for 10% off your first order if you have not ordered from them just yet. Make sure to listen to all the other podcasts on the 1012 network. A great network, a lot of good stuff to know. You want to know the league before we get in it. So great time to be listening to all those podcasts and catching up with them. And also keep listening to Viva the Cats. Keep following us on social media at Viva the Cats Pod. Keep watch us on YouTube, man. We're trying to get that YouTube money. You know how it is. And we're just YouTube. trying to, yeah. So we're, we're trying to do everything right now. It's an exciting time. Justin, the Bearcats joined the Big 12 in less than a month officially. So on that note, Justin, go Bearcats. Viva. The cats, baby. Best Let's birthday go. present ever. Big 12, baby. Big 12, baby. Let's go. Sports Social Podcast Network.